is the Under Center Podcast. Hello, you're very welcome to the Under Center Podcast. Darren Maher, your host, of course. Uh, at the moment, I'm delighted to be joined by Al McGrath. Uh, we're expecting Fiona any minute now. Al, how are you, buddy? Doing good, doing good. Looking forward to this weekend of uh, good football and still still reeling from from last weekend. I know. Damn Packers, oh, well. I'll tell you. Well, look, listen, Packers, yeah, you know, uh, the Bills blew it again. The Bucks somehow didn't call a timeout when they couldn't have gotten the ball back. And then what was on the the Ravens just just took care of business in the second half against the Texans, you know. So it was a kind of a weird weekend. It was a lot closer than obviously wildcard weekend, which was exciting, but um interesting nonetheless. Um, like I said, we're gonna have fun here. Um obviously the main topic of the show tonight is gonna be talking about uh well my team your former team al actually the the north dublin pirates um and we'll try and explain what we can about uh what has happened there with the pirates and what the future may entail if you have any questions about that and make sure you're watching us on our youtube channel youtube channel i should say uh under center podcast so search for us there we are live on that as well um not just on instagram and twitter um so you can get your questions in we can read them out and i've just lost al which is fantastic. Um, but like I said, we are going to get uh, some uh, questions answered there as best we can. So if you have any questions, make sure you're on the YouTube channel. While you're at it, like the video and subscribe to the channel as well. Like I said, it was a, a interesting weekend last weekend, um, both locally and um, nationally over on the other side. Um, we lost for this season at least the north dublin pirates um if you didn't know they have decided to go into formative status for this year um which means that they will not be competing in the league but they will continue to train try to recruit players trying to rebuild the team ahead of the 2025 season um now there is potential obstacles to come with that um it's very hard to keep players that you already have on the team interested for a year without playing any games. Now, you still can play friendlies. Organizing friendlies during a season is tough. Um, we, um, Like I said, we can still recruit. We can still train. There's no issues with that. Um, there will be lads that are going to move on and go to another team, whether they come back. Next year is a question mark. Um, you know, it's very hard. We've seen it with teams like the Meat Bulldogs. Um, I think we've seen it with, uh, was it the Warford Wolves were a team as well? Um, they went into formal status and Galway Warriors, of course, another team um, that went into formal status. And unfortunately, we haven't seen the return of any of those sides left. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say Ireland's greatest team, but um, thank you for that. <laughs> Uh, I think I have Al back here. Al, thank God you're back. I can't do shows by myself. I can't talk. <laughs> I can't talk to a screen by myself. Al, you can't do that to me again. Please don't I'll, do that again. I'll get. I'll get right on to my internet provider and tell them to cop on. 
<laughs> Although I have and it hasn't worked, so. Um, oh, well, well, either you're not greasing their palms enough or you've done it too much and they're not listening. I'll anymore. be greasing no palms. <laughs> anyway, we were talking a bit about playoffs. Um, we have a bit of time before Fionn gets here. Let's actually talk some sense about the Seahawks. Because they ha- they're in a situation that they haven't been in for a long time, searching for a new head coach. We never really actually got to react to it on the show as well about Pete Carroll um, losing his job or being moved upstairs, whichever way you want to see it. Um, they are in the middle of their head coaching search. They have five names that they have scheduled for um, the second interviews, including Patrick Graham, Evero, um, or Elijah Evero. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I can never get it right. Um, Mike Kafka, um, Dan Quinn, and I'm forgetting one name, Raheem Morris. And so, but more to come, supposedly, as well. Um, Al is very still on that screen. I think Al's gone again. Al, are you with me? Al's not with me. Al's gone again. Al is gone again. So I'm going to drop him out until he comes back. Um... Do you guys think who do you think guys D1 D1 shield? That's a tough one. Um way too early predictions. D1 because I know some of the people that have gone over there is the Mavs. Um and they've just gotten stronger because of what's happened with the Pirates and D1 shield. Ooh. I'm going to go Razorbacks. Razorbacks win the D1 Shield. I know we did a a scheduled release show with the guys over at Green Zone, um, and I think I gave differing um, opinions on that. So, um, But listen, it's way too early. We're not even in February yet, and the season starts in March. Anything can happen in uh, in the season. Um, quickly then, back to the Pirates. Yeah, formative status. We haven't seen uh, teams have gone to form status really come back. Wexford Eagles were an exception. They got to um, f- uh, go into formative status halfway through a season. They dropped down to Division 2. Obviously won Division 2 last year after rebuilding, um, which is fantastic to see. Um, they were, uh, like I said, they, they were able to rebuild. Um you know, when it comes to, to the Pirates, obviously it's it's Dublin where there's already a number of teams, UCD, Rebels, Panthers, you know, uh, Rhinos, sorry. Uh, so the, the market is a little saturated. So whether you can entice guys to come down and train for a year, we'll have to wait and see. Um, like I said, if you have any questions, pop them in there in the chat. Um, I have a quick pop over to Instagram, see if anybody has said anything. Um, if you're looking for a new uniform, I can see a uniform guy that's uh, trying to sell. Good for you. Uh, 2024 year uniforms. Um, need players? Let me know. If we need players, well, we did need players. Could have told us that beforehand. Um, but yeah, so look, it's it's tough. And I've spoken to a few guys in the Pirates. Um, they have said that they are going to look to play football elsewhere this year um and you can't um begrudge them doing that um i'm one of them too uh let's have a look at this sean mcveigh great irish export there you should consider postgrad studies you know i should 
Um, where do you think I should go though? Um, I heard UCD is good for postgrad studies. Um, but what's their clubs and socks like? Is they uh, are they good there? We're quite there. Um, let's see. Should be a limit on number of clubs per city, in my opinion. Um, it's not a, it's not a bad show. Um, at the AGM, obviously there was a motion put forward to the league about a cap on uh, exports. So obviously, like uh, non-Irish playing players on, on teams. Um, I would not be in agreement of that for the same reason I wouldn't be in agreement of this because it's an amateur sport here. It's an amateur league. Guys aren't paid. Um, and uh, you can't limit. Oh, there's Fionn. Fionn, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I've been sitting here for the last five minutes by myself. It's terrible. Absolutely yes. terrible. Al's left me twice. Stop there. It's definitely the best five minutes of Irish broadcasting that have ever been done on uh, on the internet or over the airwaves. It's absolutely not. I've said the letter M probably 90,000 times in those five minutes. It's terrible. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. Don't ever well, don't ever show play again, please. I see you're already being uh, offered like doctorates and stuff to go and play around the league. I know, right? Um, I was looking at an online uh, cooking course out of UCD. Maybe yeah. see see what happens. Just for lion, the uh, amenities. Lion being the <laughs> optimal part of that phrase. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. Bit of a bit of mayhem as the owners of our podcast are going through a bit of uh, technical difficulties, but uh, we managed to get on. Yeah. I, my connection, at least. Is stable, so it should. Uh, I should be here with you for the for the rest of the show. It looks right now. It did take me a good minute before I realized that Al was frozen and he actually wasn't there. <laughs> so I thought I was talking to him for a while, and he was just being me. an arsehole when he was not answering back. He is eerily still on these podcasts, so sometimes it's very hard <laughs> to tell whether or not uh, he's actually there or not. I think he's. Uh, I think he's uh, kind of in awe sometimes when he's here. Oh, Fionn, you've got a so. question, though. Is wearing yeah, uh, black and red a sign? It certainly is not. No, I don't think you can read into that. That is, This is a legacy of my other Sunday hobby, which is watching Ferrari fail miserably in the Formula 1 every season. But uh, no, uh, Sean, I wouldn't be reading into that too much, no. You should, you should put something out there, you know? Just like um, feelers. Yeah, feelers. From what I know, three Wolfhound players on the Rhinos now. Somebody have a, an in with the uh, selectors? They must do. I mean, that's impressive for do. the Rhinos to have three. I thought the Rhinos had more players. than three. The Look, they've been more. around a long time. A lot of good talent. We've we've wrecked a few mm. of their games. There's certainly top talent there, so yeah, won't be surprised. Well, listen, Fionn, we, I left it until you came on air. Um, I yep. guess we should talk about it. Um, yeah. The big news of the weekend, the Detroit Lions are in the NFC Championship. They are. And it was either going to be them or the Bucks, <laughs> and it was nearly either one of them. <laughs> but then a little closer to home, of course, yes. um, officially the uh, the North Dolan Pirates are applied. And I believe, uh, you would know better than me, you were, of course, uh, as part of the committee, accepted, I guess, our application for formative status. Uh, actually, I haven't. I haven't had a chance to speak to Aiden McGuire, the president of AFI, yet. I, I think it is. I don't. I don't think they're going to fight us on it. They're they're doing a great job supporting the teams, and and I think they trust our 
our decision making and the voting of our members so i imagine it will be upheld but um yeah no nothing nothing we can say absolutely officially yet but yeah other than to say that the the vote was had and and that's how the membership has voted to to apply for formative status so we won't we won't be unfortunately competing in division one this year uh, and we'll we'll see how we go from there yeah look aiden was uh very good for the past week um, getting in contact with myself, yourself, and of course Ross um, yeah. during the yeah, week yeah. And, and offering as much help as he can mm-hmm. uh, in terms of trying to avoid this situation. But when it comes to the pure issue of numbers, which is what we had, there's no getting around it unless you're going to force players to transfer from one team to another, which you can't obviously do in this amateur league. Uh, yeah. And l- l- for... You know, people on the outside that don't know a lot about the Pirates, this is something I guess we've sort of seen coming since COVID. Um, yeah, it's, it's been of... a huge battle. It's been a huge battle. And and it's it's very difficult for us, obviously, because there were such good numbers pre-COVID. It was it was one of our top, uh, our biggest squads we ever had. We were looking at somewhere around 30-odd uh, players. So... The COVID really hit us hard. We we then once we came back, we had uh, I mean you can't fault the commitment to the lads that we did have, but just the way that the way nature goes, we were getting a lot of guys that were kind of coming in contact with the sport for the first time, but also coinciding with families getting started, weddings, and then age and wear and tear. And so any of the guys we were losing, we were replacing. But unfortunately, uh, we can't uh, we couldn't build, we we couldn't grow that core of guys. And this isn't a snap decision by any stretch that the, the both the membership and the committee were, were looking at kind of the trajectory of the last three years. Uh, we we know how hard it's going to be to go through formative status. We know teams have tried to do that in the past. Uh, but look, we also started as a tiny little team in Dublin. I was there the very first season of the Pirates, the very first training session of the Pirates. So it's going to take a year. It might take a little bit more than a year. But ultimately, the, the key is to try and grow that core again of... Uh, not necessarily experience because we can grow experience. What we need is guys that are in a place where they can be settled four or five years, young guys as well that are looking to grow into a sport uh, and ultimately that are that are looking to enjoy being part of making a club their own and reading, building an ethos. It's a great chance for, for people to take ownership. Not that the guys that we had around didn't. It just, there was a lot of, uh, look, it's it's work and it's family. So hopefully we can get a few extra bodies to lend a hand. I think if we can grow the the really motivated core by a couple of guys and then the really available core of players uh, beyond the committee side of things and the admin side of things by another uh, another few players, I think we can we can definitely come back. Uh, but we're under no illusions. That's, it's going to be a tough, a tough road and we really need, uh, we have the support of the league, we know that, uh, and ourselves being in the, in the media side of things, Dara, we've seen all teams fans of every level of the football reach out and say that they're they're sorry to hear it and that they'll they'll kind of spread the word around as we try and build ourselves back up and then whatever sport they can so the community of afi and all the players and all the leagues and all the fans has been fantastic so we feel as positive as we can feel but without i think without trying to minimize the challenge that we know we're going to face and that we've we've been through this process before so we kind of know what it's going to take to try and claw back up again yeah um and yeah you made a great point there if you're on about the last few days um what's going to save it till the end we'll, we'll say it now since that post uh went official um over the weekend 
the the phone is not stopped in terms of messages from to air page to the pirates mm-hmm. page to the personal pages of just sympathy and saying look listen sorry this happened blah 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 with the odd little trinkle of so where are you going to play this year sort yeah. of yeah well, uh, we we appreciate all the the well messages and stuff like that um we really do um while we move on to let's have a look pirates flag oh, don't mention flag for the pirates again <laughs> this is oh. the trauma and i think i think flag was a little bit uh a little bit of a uh, a kind of a microcosm of what the issue was it was like we had a, a bare minimum we only had six or seven players the guys were doing their best but ultimately we were trying to do it for a bit of fun the the stringency of the league and the table and stuff just didn't didn't gel well sean we had him down it was an absolute pleasure to have him down during training so he knows well another issue we want to highlight and we highlighted it to our memberships as well it, it wasn't it wasn't based off a, a talent or a skill level he's He's seen us. We, we we believe we could have battled with anybody we could, uh, or anybody in the league, and we would have won some. We would have lost plenty as well, but we're, we're under no illusions. But uh, we knew we had the players, the ability to be competitive in the league. We just didn't feel like we had the numbers uh, to to run and function as a club uh, and do ourselves justice, and also do the league justice. Ultimately, the decision also took into account plenty of teams around the league. We're coming to the time now where uh, TFO TPO schedules start coming out. Uh, it's it's getting in now where teams are starting to nail down little preseason scrimmages and look forward to their season starting. So we want to give the league as well, both the admin side and the other teams, as much time as possible to adjust. It's not a nice decision, but uh, we appreciate their patience as well. But that also drove the decision of happening now as opposed to trying to play a couple of games. I know I talked to, to Aiden as well. He was suggesting, look, can we get to the halfway point and do a reevaluation then? But ultimately both the memberships and the committee and the coaching staff we felt like it would have been a huge challenge even to overcome the first two games and so rather than let everyone down better now to make a decision that we feel is in the best interests of ourselves and ultimately the league as well and and let them uh kind of see how the cookie crumbles in terms of whether they want to reschedule or just give walkovers against the pirates or whatever way it works i know the division one schedule is slightly tricky because we don't play every team we don't play the top two teams and so they might not get those points and anyway that's between uh aiden and the rest of the teams to to sort out i don't have any insider information on that uh but yeah that that ultimately why was not? another driving factor of the decision why don't you uh i've been trying to kind of manage all the bits where we haven't <laughs> haven't sat down and had a friendly chat with aiden and say so aiden uh, after we just threw a grenade in all your lovely laid plans uh what are you doing now shoot the shoot the breeze with me here for a while he's a busy man uh, look uh, like you said, we gave we gave him plenty of time. We're giving him plenty of time to see. Now there is some options um, up in the air about what they're going to do. They haven't decided on it yet. Um, hasn't been made public, so I won't say anything on them. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, Fionn, I am and a huge thing. I think, and it's not a, a knock on the league. They made this decision, and it, it was agreed upon with all the other teams and clubs as well that. If there was still a division two this year, I think we would have kept going with mm-hmm. the numbers we had. I think we would have felt we were in a better place to keep going with the numbers that we had to um even try and get through the year, like you said, try and rebuild. Um hopefully we in that time between now and the, when the season would have started, we could have convinced maybe a few more guys to come down or mm-hmm. a few more guys to commit. Um because like that. We we have to say is so that we had this core, and I, I believe it was a quite a talented core of, 
you know, 15, I think 16 players. And that, you know, were there every week, knew the playbook, was ready to play. Mm-hmm. But 15, 16 players is not going to get you through a game. It's not going to get you through a season, especially yeah. in Division 1 when you're coming up against the likes of the Dublin Rhinos and XSBC mm-hmm. side, you know, you're going up against the Eagles again. I know we played them last year, but we all know that they're pretty much SBC ready. You know, you're playing a Razorbacks team who's well established their numbers. Um, Crusaders as well, they, super team. Crusaders, Crusaders who are going to be our first game of the year, who are a perennial playoff team in Division 1. You know, so um, I think that like that our first two games like you mentioned we might not have gotten through and it would have really hurt morale because they are two away games they were against the stronger sides if we had maybe an easier start um maybe a more you know a start that we could look at and say okay first two games one tough one one not so tough one we could try it but yeah just the, the risk of injury is way too high and and like that you you these guys and want to play football, but they want to also, you know, be competitive in the football games. And it's not for a lack of coaching. It's not for like a trying. It's just a pure, again, just a pure lack of numbers that would mean that we wouldn't be able to be as competitive as we yeah. feel that we should be. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's such a, it's such a shit decision um, to make. It just feels shitty knowing that, you know, it's going to be weird not wearing a grey and orange jersey, you know, this year. Um, not saying that I like the grey and orange, just saying that it's going to be weird not wearing grey and orange this year. Well, we didn't wear um, it much, in fairness. We were pretty much exclusively no. in the white jerseys after the last couple of seasons. We were, and look, I'm thankful for that too, because <laughs> the, out of the two, the white and the orange was actually the better fit, you know? It's a tough, it's a tough color palette to make look good. I mean, we did our best, yeah. Dara. We did our best to make it look sexy, but uh, yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough palette yeah. to pull off. I know it is, it is. And look, listen, looking ahead to the future, Fionn, you're still going to play football this year, I'm assuming. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep uh, my position. I was talking to coach. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to keep my position here uh, uh, as chairman. So we're going to kind of, whenever I can, keep keep things moving, help out as much as I can in terms of generating that new core that we were talking about, putting in place uh, plans and, and things we feel, uh, deliverables or objectives we feel like we need to hit in order to get there. Uh, and then I was talking to coach as well. I said, look, I think for, for me and my development, I've been obviously with the Pirates for a long time. Uh, so I wanted to kind of keep continue to grow as much as I could. I don't feel like I'm that old. Do you know what I mean? I'm only 29, so plenty of years left to play. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep playing football. I'm gonna keep playing football, uh, and I'm gonna move up to the SBC this year. So that's gonna be a big challenge for me. I'm debating Dara whether we do a big reveal now or I just kind of tease it out for a show. I'm I'm noticing we have guys we have a live ticker up here, and this is the most eyes we've had on a show for a long time. So I'm, Maybe we want to like drag this out a little bit, do a bit of publicity. Have you announced what you're I, doing for? Uh... No, I haven't announced what I'm doing, but I honestly thought you would show up with like a table of like hats. 
Now yeah, I know you, you know that's what, I, that's like, what like stuck on hats of like logos, and then I, just by the end of it, just pick it, pick one. I up. might do it. The only problem is I don't have the budget to buy the hats, and I don't think the teams who know I'm not playing for them are willing to just give me a hat for free. <laughs> so uh, I think no, we, just, we might have to figure out a different way, but. Uh, We'll do something. We'll just chop together any some video or something. I, I, just I get any sure hat, these... print out their logo, stick it on the hat, and then there you go. <laughs> You're off Maybe to I'll, just, I'll just have the logos and do it like real old school. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I want to make sure everything's before. I don't want to get anybody in trouble jumping the gun on things. I would need to clarify mm-hmm. about whether transfer forms and things need to be signed. But yeah, absolutely. I can yeah. say uh, that, uh, that I'll be playing football this year. And absolutely, I can say my hope is to play in the SBC, try and get some really positive experience there and, and challenge myself another step. I've been always with the Pirates, obviously, so we've always been playing kind of down the bottom levels of the AFI. It's going to be really interesting to play up the top end and, and see how I stack up and just just get in and around and, and, and have a bit of fun, I think, and challenge myself, as I said. I've worked it out. What you should do now is you should, like you're wearing red and black tonight, so next week you should wear like a navy and gold, and then the next week should be like a black, just so green, black. a green and white, and then a green and white, and then <laughs> you can wear a, a black and yellow one week as well, and then like, yeah, yeah, just go through them. No, actually, you kind of limited your choice because you keep saying you're going with SBC, so there's only eight choices. Yeah, there's, on, there's only eight choices, but I, I, also I think I'm vastly overestimating how much everyone else in the league cares where I play <laughs> next season. I don't think anyone's waiting with bated breath to see where a career Division 2 player is going to land in the SBC. But uh, maybe even there's a few lads licking their chops being like, I can't wait to see that fella on the pitch up, up the, our neck of the woods coming for the season. But hey, it's all good fun. We know everybody's uh, watching along. So look, if, you, if you've got some comments, you want to know where I'm going or you even give a shite, Drop us a comment here. We, we'll be happy to read them. We're, we always enjoy this. We're trying to have a, a bit of light out of this uh, difficult time, obviously, for us with the Pirates. But uh, yeah. always always in the mood to have a bit of fun with these things. Yeah. Here's one. When will there be a special teams player of the year award? I'm guessing this is for local. Yeah, I, it must be. Or the yeah. NFL. I think both deserve it. I mean, uh Yeah. I mean, can you give it to anyone other than Justin Tucker every year in terms of the uh, in terms of the NFL side of things? I mean, yeah, he's pretty, I don't he's know. Pretty I, I, and he does it every single year. Yeah, that or who's your man? Um, was it is it Ronald Turbin there for the mm. or Turpin from the the Cowboys? He cut off a few breaks. So, like it's mm. tough. Special teams is tough. Yeah, how can you well, like? One thing I'll say. One thing no. I'll say for Matt is. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to watch because we've got four players now that have gone uh, to the international pathway, all for punting and kicking. Now, obviously, they're they're inter-county stars and, and professional rugby players, but that's a huge amount of exposure. I wouldn't be surprised now if we get a huge influx of what was already a pretty talented uh, special teams core in the AFI. I wouldn't be surprised if we get some really top-notch talent coming in. We saw Ross Bulger, Bulger, Bulger. Uh, Bul- I don't want to butcher Bulger, Bulger, Bulger. Uh, we saw I don't think I'm not speaking it wrong. Yeah, we saw him come in. He's obviously got a, a scholarship to the states, so hugely, hugely influential. And I think it's going to be a big draw for for people now, especially that are interested in both getting their getting to grips with the American football and also having a chance to study over the states. I think it's really exciting at the moment. 
Ah, the mystery has now been solved. That's why you want the award. So you he's just rigging for yourself. He's rigging. <laughs> he's rigging it for himself, all Matthew. But uh, yeah, hey, look. Yeah. Hey, Casey, I guess would have wanted that then last year, did he? Well, he had that famous interception at cornerback, so I'm not sure we can call wasn't him a special teams play. Yeah, it wasn't a special teams play though. Exactly. So I guess I guess we can't call him uh uh we can't call him a, a a solely a kicker punter like Matthew was saying. Yeah. I think he wanted to be at the start. He, he certainly kick. did. He certainly did, but he, he got, had too much talent. He got he bored with the lack of work. <laughs> he got bored sitting on the sideline. We didn't get... Yeah, we never... Anytime we scored a touchdown, we always went for two. We yeah, we didn't score many points. touchdowns, and we didn't score many field goals either. We didn't get close to kicking field goals, so the poor fella needed to do something else to keep his legs warm. But, uh, oh. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I think he actually is going to continue to play DB this year, and I think he wants to do a bit Excellent. of wider receiver, which is good. He's, he's young, cool. he's got some yeah. pace. It should be oh. good. Very, very talented young fella. You know, makes me feel about 50 every time he's on the pitch. So well, Yeah, and um, you already look 50, so it's not a far stretch. Yeah, I, well, I feel it. I look it. I, it all that's missing is the, the actual thing on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> this last week has not been kind. That's what it has been. Yeah, It's been yeah, a stressful true, week. True. Um, Matthew, again, I train with the NFL lads every league. Matt Jackson is going to be a huge... Yeah, there's... I was going to actually mention that about the NFL international pathway. You mentioned it already about about the lads, but one of the guys, um, was it Rory Began? He's the former Monaghan goalkeeper, or, Mm -hmm. well, now former Monaghan goalkeeper he was currently. He's 32. Mm. Well, a long time, Dara. I know, I know. You could have a 10-year NFL career off 32. Yeah, Seabass was like 40 when he was still kicking in the league. I understand that. But, um, I feel like that's going to put some guys off. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know. Look, that's what I said. I hope I hope it draws some talent, not just obviously the, the professional kickers who can kind of join that that uh, NFL pathway, but also young guys that can that can come to Air League and, and aim to get into the kind of the college pathway and stuff. Do you know what I mean? There's there's plenty of yeah. positions it can it can be a huge asset to teams. We saw uh, with the Rhinos firsthand ourselves, we were reffing that game. Uh, and and it can be a huge asset when you've got a great special teams core. So fair play. I think it, I see Matthew there's thrown up another comment that himself and Casey are going to be with the Rhinos this year. So that's that's going to be a hell of a, a hell of a special teams unit they have there. And I think there's a lot of talent. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how they get on. There we go. Um, it's just that should be good. Um, by the way, if you are listening and you want to get a comment in, just ho- head over to our YouTube page um, and uh, go into the comments there, so you can get your questions in. If you have anything to ask us about the Pirates or any other thing with the AFI or the NFL or the head coaching vacancies, we're going to be here now for the next twenty minutes or so, so we'll answer all of your questions. We have another one here. Um, will the flyer flyer flyers pirates flag team still run now that the pirates on a break? Uh, it's Honestly, looking unlikely. I don't know. It's I don't looking know. Unlikely. Um, I don't think we're in the flag officials, you know, good books at the moment over what mm-hmm. happened last year. Yeah, and um, it's fair enough. Yeah, which is fair enough. Uh, I don't know if there is a. Like, 
listen, myself and Fionn were the head coaches of the flag team last year, and I know myself, I won't have the time to do it this year. Mm-hmm. Fionn, I don't know if you'll have the time to do it this no, year. So no, if, I'm, need if to... I'm playing, I'll be busy. So Yeah, first thing they'll need to do is get a head coach. Um, yeah. And then second is they're going to have to start, obviously, applying for, to the league to see if they can be reinstated. Um, and obviously then start getting trainings and teams together and whatnot. But honest answer, unfortunately, is I don't know. I don't know. But we can certainly um, say at the moment there's there's no plan. There's no plan. So we'll keep everybody updated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the moment, no, that's not in the works. No. Um, but yes, that's uh, what's going on. I meant to say, actually, to you. Um, we didn't really get to have a proper chat in previous shows about all this NFL head coaching stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, the Seahawks are looking for a new head coach. So are the Commanders. There um, seems to be a lot of rumors behind Ben Johnson, the Alliance offensive coordinator, going to be taking the job in Washington. Supposedly, mm-hmm. there's a previous relationship there with... Um, was it Josh Harris? Is that your new owner's name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Harris, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a previous relationship or something there. Um, so, but what are you thinking about Ben Johnson? Or has there been many other uh, interview requests? Yeah, there, I haven't. Been, to be perfectly honest, I don't keep track of it very much. I think uh, I it's a little bit like the offensive line for me. It's a little bit of a dark art whether we, whether you get coaches or not. Uh, I would like to see us go with somebody young, somebody new who's gonna push the technical side of the squad where bring in some new concepts and kind of freshen things up and stay away from some of the more experienced guys that are out on the market at the moment i'm talking bill belichick and um what's your man's name from i believe there's seven people interested in uh the falcons head coach which i don't know who they would be but but i don't i didn't think they were particularly hot stuff on offense this season so I'd be interested like as head coaching jobs or just offensive coordinator jobs. No, what's the what's the name? Jesus, I should remember the head coach. Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith. There's seven teams and looking for Arthur Smith as a head coach, which seems like an awful lot of teams. Now maybe I've misunderstood and it's just either as a head coach or a or a. I think it might be a coordinator role. I don't think it's It's, a head coach. Yeah, probably you might be right, but uh, yeah, I haven't kept. I have seen obviously because Al is a bit of a fanatic that. Literally, the Seahawks will interview anyone that just happens to be walking past the building at that time. And usually, Al tends to have the stats on that man. Has he ever touched a football before? He used to kick in Division Three college. All the way up, he has two kids, two ex-wives, all this kind of stuff. We get <laughs> we get all sorts of CV updates in the group chat from Al about who the who the Seahawks are even smelling to come into yeah. the building and look for interviews. Yeah. But look, I, I don't blame him either for knowing all this because it's a, it's a thing that I guess Seahawks fans of our age group have never had to experience before. You know, you've never had it's to exciting. go through a head coach search. It is. And, you know, it's it's good to go in with an open mind, you know, because yeah. I don't know. Cause the way the way the NFL works is kind of weird in that sense where they kind of they obviously go for like the, the coordinators and promote mm-hmm. them to, to head coach and. I don't know if they're going to be a good head coach. And everyone's saying it has to be an offensive head coach. It has to be because if you if you get a defensive head coach and you have a good offensive coordinator, he'll get a head job, head coaching job the next season. It's like, yeah, that's 
possibly true, but not not to say if you have an offensive head coach and you have a good defensive coordinator, he won't get a good job the following season yeah. either. So, well, you you, you brought know. up a good point there with the with the coordinators because I actually now that you mention it, I kind of hope that the commanders sign the enemy. It seems like an absolute shame to get him in your building only to go and mm-hmm. hire outside and have someone else poach him. I mean, this guy's been hot commodity for the last five years in terms of a head coaching gig. I have to say, yeah. like the offensive line didn't have the greatest talent. Could it have been maybe coached a little bit better as well? Yeah, probably. But ultimately that offense looked miles better than it did in years come by. Like, and I just, I, as you know, I tend to, I tend to kind of do the eyeball test more than the stats test, but it looked more dynamic. It looked a little bit tougher uh, to deal with for defenses, which is a problem I had with the, with the commander's offense for, for the last two or three seasons. It looked a little bit one-dimensional and other teams seemed to be able to kind of adapt to it quite easily. That wasn't the case this year. I felt it was a little bit more challenging, a little bit more diverse, and we spread the ball around to a lot more talent. It'd be nicer to run the ball a little bit more, but again, that's probably related to the offensive line. So yeah, that, now that you mention it, I think that's a great, I think it's a great point. The enemy, if you have him in the building, why is he not your head coach? At least give him a shot. He's there. He's familiar. The guys know him. They didn't particularly like him, but I think they, those kind of rumors were put to bed a little bit later on in the season. I didn't hear much complaining about that afterwards. I don't think they liked him at the start because he came in with such high expectations of his players that he wanted a lot because he's, well, you, you've worked with Mahomes the last few years and yeah, stuff. Of course, yeah, yeah. you're going to, you're going to have a level and you expect your players to get up to that level. Maybe there was a bit of a bedding in period and that's why, but you know, they probably could, they could have already interviewed him. Um, the beauty of him being already on the staff, they don't have to make a public that they requested an interview. It's the same with uh, Mike Rabel because he's a free agent at the moment. No team mm-hmm. has to officially announce that they are interviewing Mike Rabel. So he could have been having interviews with every single team there in the last two weeks, but no team has to say anything because, like I said, he can, he can do what he wants. Same with Bill Belichick. I know the Falcons did announce that they had interviews with Bill Belichick, but no other team would need to. Um, same with Pete Carroll and, and, and stuff like that too. Um, got a, a comment from Dylan, Mr. Start. Sorry to hear about the Pirates following. Could you give a brief uh, summary? So, brief summary. Um, they have gone into formative status uh, for this season, meaning they will not field a team for the 2024 season. They will continue to train. They will continue to recruit. They will continue to... Um, Play friendlies if they can organize them. It's, it's very tough in the middle of an AFI season. Um, the sole reason was numbers. Uh, they, we just could not either keep hold of new guys coming in. and We couldn't get enough guys to commit for the year. Um, we had a, a core of about 15, 16 players. But we felt that in Division 1 especially, that would not be feasible to, to play with. We feel like we wouldn't have gotten past Game 2 with either injury or morale being down, especially with the last few years. So we took this year to decide. We decided to take this year out to reevaluate things, retool, rebuild, and hopefully come back stronger in the 2025 season. We know it's going to be a lot of hard work to get that done, but the right people are still on board and determined to make sure that happens next year for sure. Um, 
Who are you both pl- planning on joining now that the Pirates are gone for the season? Well, Fiona already mentioned he's gone to SBC because he's a big Premier Division man now, so he doesn't need, he doesn't care about the old Pirates now at the, in Division Two because he's gone to the Premier Division. Um, I, this is all a smokescreen. What are you announcing, Dara? I'm. I haven't joined. I actually haven't gone to a training session yet. I'm not. I'm not available the next two weekends for various mm-hmm. reasons. So, um, I'm gonna go down to check out the rhinos. Um, so you're sh- shopping hot- offers. Is that what you're saying? I am the hottest free agent on the market right now, so I can't exactly commit without knowing what's going. No, I'm only messing. I am gonna go down to to the the rhinos uh, for the sole reason. Uh, one of my best friends outside of football is committing to playing with the Rhinos this year because he has a young family. He um, wants to be as close to home as he can, that he can't, that he's not spending hours commuting to training and stuff like that. Um, the Rhinos have a good setup in terms of that for him. So I want to continue to play with him. So that's why I'm going to go to the Rhinos this year. Um, and it helps also that it's the closest team to me too. That's certainly, I think, is a good one. I think there's actually a few pirates going down there as well, so uh, it could be a nice little uh, so. reunion. Always nice to have a, a good core of guys yeah. to support as you get acclimated and get up to speed. Because look, we also we also know it's going to be a challenge for for all of us, no matter what what level we're playing at, is getting to a new team, get up to speed, and get back into football uh, and get back to competition as well. Yeah. Um, they like said we are going to hang around for 10 more minutes uh, if you do have any more questions beforehand please head over to our YouTube channel under Centre Podcast pop your question in the comments we will read them there um, and answer them as best we can while you're at it make sure you like the, this video and subscribe to the channel um, also make sure that you are following us on our socials Instagram at under Centre Pod Twitter at UndercenterPod that hasn't been as active now in the last little while as we'd like to be. Make sure you are also keeping a close eye on those socials and on the YouTube because with the AFI season coming soon, we are going to be continuing um, our content looking uh, following the season. Uh, we have some uh, good ideas on the way for you in terms of shows and content. So make sure you are subscribed and you are following us to get the best and latest f- ahead of the 2024 AFI season. Uh, Fionn, um, we were talking about NFL head coaching vacancies. We'll talk very quickly. It's the conference championship this weekend. Yep. Um, Lions, 49ers. Ravens, Chiefs, Lamar Jackson is the only man left in the way to stop Taylor Swift taking over the Super Bowl. Is he going to do that? I don't know. It's certainly going to be a tricky game. Uh, I think that the the Ravens are probably coming in a little bit hotter, I want to say, uh, just based on what they have. I don't, I don't know of any significant injuries to both teams. So... It's going to be a really, really tasty matchup. I, I can't call it. I'm going to be honest with you, Dara. Have you got any inside scoop for us? Where, How do you see the kind of the form line on this one? For the Ravens and the Chiefs? Well, this is mm. the Ravens' first ever, um, first ever, I think, AFC Championship game at home. They've always been away. Oh, I thought uh, you were going to say it's... first ever full stop. I was like, they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> um it's you know last weekend was patrick mahomes first 
playoff game away from Arrowhead as well, which is crazy mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. It's tough, you know. Um, I mean, every you know, everyone's lax- waxing lyrical about the chi- the Ravens' defense and how good mm. it's been, but yeah. that Chiefs' defense, especially in the second half, just shows how it can adjust and can be mean to stop the Bills, and it has been sneaky good this year too. Yeah. So I wonder. It's 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 I, such a toss up. I think it's going to be super tight. The Ravens have been in a lot of super tight games this year. You know, I think one thing that might go against the Ravens is that I believe Mark Andrews is supposed to be back for this game, and if he's yeah. not a hundred percent, he might draw a little bit too much of the offensive plan for the Ravens and not able to deliver, it, and that might hold them back a little bit. And as far as I know, mm-hmm. other than the legend that is Kadarius Tony, I think the the Chiefs are pretty much full strength on offense. So that's going to be a really tasty battle. Isaiah Pacheco's mm. running the ball really well. Be interesting to see if he can do it. The Ravens are pretty good on run defense, I would say. So it's going to be a really interesting battle there for see if they can get the run game going. If they can get the run game going, it's a huge challenge to guard the Chiefs because they just have so much explosiveness in the air. If you've got to de- defend, really honestly defend the run game and the pass game, it it makes life absolutely miserable. But then the Ravens can do that as well. And they've got Lamar Jackson, who just rushed for 100 yards like it was nothing, uh, and can probably do that again against any defense. And sometimes it doesn't matter what your scheme is. It's very hard to cover a running back, a quarterback, and all the wide receivers. There's not really that many defensive schemes that cover all of those. So it'll be interesting. It will be. Um, on the other side of things, though, 49ers were blessed. You could say to beat the Packers last weekend. They welcome the Detroit Lions to San Fran for the uh, NFC Championship, which is a huge game. No one thought that the Lions would get this this far. Um, but I'm hoping the Lions win. But mm. have you seen the um, have you seen that thing on? It's been over Twitter, Instagram, and everything that the supposed conspiracy theory of Super Bowl matchups for like the last four years. Yeah, the color theory. Yes, the color theory. Yeah, yeah. So this year's obviously is red and purple. So if you're thinking that... And purple on the bottom. All the bottom colors have won the Super Bowl. Oh, really? Yes, I saw that broken down as well. So... Well, uh, considering considering as well that if it is the 49ers and the Ravens, that ha- matchup has already happened this year. And the Ravens went to San Fran and spanked them on well, Christmas look, night. You're only bringing this up because you're a Seahawks fan. Let's be honest here. I'm only a bringing Super it up Bowl because matchup it's true. has got absolutely nothing in common with a regular season matchup whatsoever. Lamar Jackson oh. is 19 and 1 against every NFC side. It's pretty impressive, isn't it? Like he hit the all the yeah. challenge comes from his own playoffs. Like that's really yeah. where his difficult part of the season comes from. Once he gets to the Super Bowl, which he hasn't yet, but like once he gets there, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how he plays on a big stage. I mean, he can certainly take over the game. I mean, look, he's drawn the attention back. We're talking about the other side of the draw, and we're still back talking to him about him. So, mm-hmm. uh, look, I think what the Lions do really well that I noticed against the Buccaneers is they have lightning speed where. Uh, St. Brown and with that running back uh, Jameer Gibbs that they have that's really hard to cover and secondly they do they don't just take what they give you they they exploit what they see in the defense so many times they 
exploited the middle of the defense for the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers had no choice but to leave it open. Uh, and I think I think it's going to be a weapon for them that if there is a chink in the 49ers offense or defense, I beg your pardon, they're going to try and find it, and they certainly have the weapons to expose it. Yeah. Um, we got one question here. What uh, what would your extremely early D1 bowl and Premier Division matchup be for this season? I guess mm. is that the final that we're expecting? Or is yeah, that just yeah, called the, the, the final. Yeah, the final. Oh, okay. Um well until I see anything different, I can't go anywhere outside of UCD and the Rebels. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. It's just okay. it's you just gotta go on recent history, the last couple of seasons. That's yeah. been the, the matchup where you just gotta yeah. see the proof. As you said, this is extremely early. We haven't seen a single snap be played, but uh yeah, I think that's yeah. the way I'd lean as well. D one D one ball's interesting though. I would imagine I'm gonna say the Mavs and the Cowboys for the D one ball. I'm gonna say the Cowboys and the Eagles. Eagles is a great show. That's a great. They, they are proper the underdogs, way, and because of the way the schedule is set up, they've a, a slightly easier draw than the teams that are ranked further yes. up. So yeah. I don't know. I I like it. They're a great team. We've played them. They're a fantastic team. They do a lot on the yeah. ball, and they're really tough on defense. So look, that's my extremely early something a bit different. We don't want to match up on everything. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. going to be my call. I'm going to call Cowboys against the Eagles. My guess and Matthew wanted us to mention the Rhinos. The Rhinos, the yeah, they're getting yeah, a huge yeah, influx yeah. of massively talented Pirates players on top yeah. of the huge talent they already had. So I think they can make a great run towards the ball. Massively, massively talented Pirates players and me as well. They're getting to and so. Dara as well, who can so, at the very least eat a couple I'm, of sandwiches. I'm a cheerleader. I'm a supporter. I'm there. I'll I'll get you that. Uh, I'll get you that food sponsorship. It brings the I'll attention of the world <laughs> media. <laughs> I think they're going to hate that because the Rhinos yeah. have been quite quiet this offseason. They, they're going to hate that. Now. <laughs> um, look, we're going to wrap wrap this up here. Um, again, thank you to everybody that has uh, commented tonight. Thank you to everybody that has sent messages over the last few days about, obviously, what's happened with the Pirates. Um, we really appreciate all the well wishes. I actually didn't know that the Pirates or even ourselves film were that liked around the league, but supposedly <laughs> we are, which is great. Um, like I said, if you have been watching on YouTube and you haven't already liked this video, please subscribe to the Under Center podcast as well while you're at it. Um, it is going to uh, be the place to be for all the best AFI coverage and head of the 2024 season. And of course, leading up to the Super Bowl, we will continue our coverage on that too. Um, thank you to Al for his short but memorable stint here on the show this evening. Um, he was like a fine painting, like uh, Mona Lisa, just staring at you blind or uh, blankly, and I'm not answering back. Fionn, thank you. No, nothing back. Yeah, I see what you're doing there. Uh, you're doing no, here. no problem at all. Great, great. Sorry, I was a little bit, a little bit delayed. God, please don't do that. Please don't. Please don't leave me alone like that. Translate. That's going to translate really well to the uh, audio version of the podcast. I'm sure, anyway, they can guess on, what I just did. Until next week, when we will know our two Super Bowl teams for 2020. Well, it's the 2023 season, technically, isn't it? 
they can still call it that, even though we're in 2024. 2023 season, 23 24 yeah. season, the 2024 yeah, yeah. Super Bowl. So, in, in Las Vegas, um, until then, stay safe, and we will, of course, see you soon.